TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And yes, you heard correctly, there was actually <laughs> only... Missing- Two of us. Yes, we have one missing wellness guy, the rock star, the man. Um, he's actually on a flight to Brisbane. And uh, unfortunately, so he will not be on the call, which is the first time actually without an introduction of Damien Kristoff. So I'll just mention yeah. him by name so he doesn't feel left out. Um, so today's episode is going to be pretty interesting because uh, I've known this uh, particular person, known John, for almost uh, probably, let's say, probably about 12, 13 years now. I actually came to Australia back in 2001 for a uh, World Student Congress. And he was one of the keynote speakers at that point. I remember he just blew my mind um, back in the day. And I went back to Toronto and uh, made me want to come back to Australia, which was a pretty cool thing. Now, um, this one of the things that... Uh, John has been an inspiration to me over these years because he is, you know, he is a chiropractor. Um, he actually graduated from the same school I did back in Toronto, Canada. And so we have uh, some connection there. But he's come from a long and uh, long history of actually coming out of struggle. And this one we talk about today is about how to getting unstuck. Now, Brett wants to say a bit of something. So go ahead, Brett. Well, I just, I just thought it was worth mentioning, Lawrence, while we've got to John here, that John was pretty uh, instrumental in the formation of the Wellness Guys, probably without John even realizing to start with because um, it was actually at a seminar that was largely uh, created by John, the Dynamic Growth Seminar, that Lawrence and I first met and and sort of got together and started talking about uh, doing a project together, um, which over the coming weeks and months actually ended up being the Wellness Guys. So John, you were were pretty instrumental in the Wellness Guys even coming about, which is pretty cool. That's wonderful. That's one of those things as Buckminster Fuller talks about as being pre-session. Those things that you're heading in a direction, but the great things in life don't happen usually in the direction you're heading. They happen at right angles to it. It's yeah. one of those quirks of nature that uh, drives you somewhere else that creates something way bigger than you ever thought. Well, well I mean, welcome to the show, John Hinwood. One of the things I do want to mention about this is because I think it's amazing because you had a very child, a very challenging childhood uh, from when, when, when I guess when you spoke and mentioned about your story because you, you had uh, major orthopedic problems with your legs in your early years. You also had a specialist who told your parents that you were disabled and not able to play sport. Um, you had a bad stutter, which is amazing because you're like a prolific speaker, obviously. And so uh, you almost didn't even go to high school. And uh, you accomplished so many things. I mean, there's so much stuff that John has, has done in, over his lifetime. He is instrumental for creating dynamic growth, which is uh, at the annual Congress that all chiropractors go to in uh, Australia. But he's actually really instrumental in instrumental in chiropractic um you know really in australia and actually starting it all not right from the beginning but he's definitely one of the pioneers of chiropractic so john hinwood welcome to the show uh to the wellness guy show thank you lawrence thanks brett lovely to be here so john we're obviously going to talk today all about uh, about mindset particularly because i think that is just the stuff that you just do so brilliantly well is helping people talk about their mindset and and getting that mindset you know particularly I think when people get stuck and, and, and when how they can sort of move beyond that. But perhaps, uh, you know, what got you into, I guess, the more the mindset, the coaching side of things, John? What, what pushed you in that direction, obviously, from the, you know, more traditional, I guess, chiropractic into more that mindset stuff as well? Uh, I'll go back uh, to my childhood just briefly. Great. Uh, to fill in what Lawrence said, yes, I, I, I had 
incredible knock knees when uh, I, I was three. And when, when I started to run, it just sort of started to happen. I'd fall flat on my face. It was bang, bang. And I had gravel rash face and things. And when my parents uh, were sent with me to see the doctor, great Hugh Barry the day, a famous orthopedic surgeon in Sydney. And he sat there and told my parents that there's no way I would ever play sport. That was just not possible. And yeah, my, my father was the sporting editor of the Sydney Daily Mirror newspaper, the largest evening newspaper, and he was a stoic man. And I just saw him, you know, tears sort of came to his eyes and my mother was crying. And, and both of them then said, there has to be something. We're not willing to accept there is nothing that could be done here. There has to be something. So straight away... Here was an example of mindset of two people, and particularly back, this is 1949. And, and, and medical practitioners were seen as gods, but specialists, and particularly one of the greatest orthopedic surgeons of the day in Australia, this per person sat so high on a throne, who would ever test them? Who would ever challenge their word? And it set me off as a, as a three-year-old saying, well, that's your story, mate. Hmm. I'm going to prove you wrong. Wow. And, and it, was, it was great to see this reaction from my parents, and they just really, really hammered and hammered this surgeon till he said, well, look, this is not going to work, but you can try it. You know, <laughs> massively positive. <laughs> and they said, he's going to have to wear splints for a year, and you're going to have to put these big splints front and back of his legs on each night and bandage them and he's going to have to wear build-up boots for two years, but it's not going to work. And they said, we'll do it. It will work. So that mindset, it, it, it's infectious. And of course it did and I set myself a goal that day at three years of age that I was going to be a champion in sport at something and at 15, I was the Australian Junior Judo Champion. Wow. So <laughs> wow. it's it's how strong not only your mindset is, but whoever's in your close-knit group, whether it's your partner, your husband, your wife, your family members, people believe in you. And they want to do what they can to support you. Amazing. And, and then in the workplace, who do you surround yourself with? What's the team you have? And as a chiropractor for 35 years, we've always had phenomenal people on our practice teams amazing people and and there have been people that have been so tightly knit and so close that everyone gets a positive mindset everyone gets a shift to help them move forward yeah i just one of the things that i noticed that, that you know when you when i first met you john is that you you i remember one of the first thing we did was that you handed me a card and uh, you've been doing that for years. You know, you've done that to every single person. Anybody who's met you has most likely have a card of yours. And so simply just a white card um, basically, you know, says expect a miracle. And now listening to your story, I can see why you chose that word uh, on that card. It's nothing else. It's, there's no, it's not a business card or anything. It just says expect a miracle. And you hand those out to everybody you meet. Is that where your inspiration came from, from, a very child, from your childhood story? Or is, it, is there more to that? Where did you come up with that idea? You no, know, it, it did start back there because that was a miracle. And then I was very dyslectic and they knew nothing about dys dyslexia. I was great at getting the cane in primary school. I got the cane every day from the headmaster because 
they thought I was disruptive because I was trying to find out, well, what's going on? I don't understand. And a hopeless stutter as well. And they said, well, yeah, we can send you off to school till you're 14 and go off. And I remember my parents being told at 14, well, look, maybe he could be a postal clerk. That would be the highest station in life. And again, they said, look, you do what you want to do. And I made sure that I said, well, heck, for you, I'll, I'll be the ducks of this school. And that was the only way I could get out to go to a high school to the last two years to matriculate. So it's do you accept the judgment of others or do you create your own ladder and move to where you want to go to? And most people, 80% of the population stuck because they're stuck on somebody else's ladder. They don't go and create their own ladder and change their mindset to have what they want to have. Yeah, this is so good, John. I'm, I'm loving this already. And, you know, one thing I'd love to know is, uh, and perhaps our Wellness Guys fans can let us know this, is I bet because, you know, not only have you given out these Expected Miracle cards, but actually you've kind of created an army of other people who give out these Expected Miracle cards too. So I bet there's a couple of our Wellness Guys fans who've actually received one of these cards not even knowing where it came from. So if that's you guys, we'd love to hear about that on our Facebook page. I reckon that would just be cool to have some of those stories. Um, but, John, you, you just mentioned in, in terms of people being stuck in other people's stories. You know, why is it that we, we do get so stuck like that? Why, why is it that we tend to take on, I guess, these, these stories? Is it our environment? Is it, is it the people? You know, what is it that's causing this getting stuck? My belief is that it's greatly to do with our own self-image. Do we trust ourselves? Yeah. Often we find we're skeptical in trusting others, but to trust others, first of all, you have to trust yourself. And John, what do, what do you think? Why do you think that is? Why do you think we have uh, these issues in terms of self-esteem and trusting ourselves? Well, I, if if we look at governments, you know, what do governments want to do? Control people. You know, the, the the education system is is heavily into controlling people not allowing people the freedom to make their own decisions. And a, a welfare state is wonderful in support of people with, with major life and death health issues, but a, a welfare-type state that we live in it, it numbs people. It keeps them numb. Mm. Where so many people aren't prepared to break out. And, and we go to food. You know, look at what's happening with life, the, the, the obesity factor now. So many things that people don't want to cook, they would rather buy food out because, well, I can save time. So they just buy junk. And, and that numbs your, your brain. That dumbs you down by not eating high-quality food. Exercise. I exercise every day. I swim at least a K walk. And, and I'm 67 and I just love my exercise. I always have. And... I know so many people don't, you know, their exercise is sitting on the couch. Again, they're, they're, they're dumbing down, they're numbing themselves. They're not allowing full expression of their body, of their mind. Do you think, John, one of the things that happens to us is that, you know, in society is that we don't take responsibility in the sense of we don't take responsibility for um, where we're at or how we are 
you know, behaving or, you know, in terms of health, we, you know, maybe the weight that we are in. And, and most of us sort of just attributed to a particular gene or, it's, you know, it's because of, you know, my parents had this. And, and we actually don't take, you know, the responsibility that we actually put ourselves in those situations or we don't take responsibility for, you know, creating the, our own financial um, problems within ourselves. Like, do you find that that's a, a mindset that needs to be adopted by most people is taking responsibility? Absolutely, Lawrence. And I think that most people don't realize that in every disaster, there's an opportunity. And things happen to us to create opportunities for us. But so many people have a disaster happens in their life and they live with that disaster their entire life. They go to the grave with it. Instead of saying, wow, this has given me the opportunity to do something different. I, I just love Dr. John Fee, who was uh, the person who, who brought Touch for Health. He took applied kinesiology out of chiropractic and created Touch for Health for, for mums and dads at home to be able to muscle test and check things. Just an amazing man. And when I first heard him speak at a Parker seminar in Dallas in 1977, three months after I graduated, and he opened his presentation by saying, in order to move ahead, a job worth doing is worth doing what? Please, audience, tell me what's the last word. A job worth doing is worth doing, and everybody chimes in well. And I know as a child, my parents hammered into me, Johnny, a job worth doing is worth doing well. Johnny, a job worth doing is worth doing well. And that's what the teachers, the preachers, everybody said. And John sees that the problem is people don't understand that a job worth doing is worth doing lousy. <laughs> and so and, and it took me about two weeks to get my head around that i thought you ignorant american i've made massive value judgments in my internal dialogue in my psychobabble about what's this guy talking about and john p was saying most people never get into the game of life or they get into it in such a restricted way because they're frightened of making a mistake or they're frightened of not looking good so they don't even start the task so every time you do the task, it doesn't matter how poorly it is to start with, the next time you do it, you'll do it a little bit better, then a little bit better, and a little bit better, and a little bit better. But you're in the game of life. You're in the game of business. You're in the game of relationships, whatever it is. So yeah, John, I love, oh, sorry, John. I love that. And it just makes so much sense because I think for a lot of people that are stuck, that, that is their problem, isn't it? That it's not that they need to do it perfectly. It's just that they need to start doing something. Like almost anything, you know, just just make a change, a change that's going to, you know, hopefully propel you in the right direction. But, you know, even if it doesn't, you've made a change and then you can learn from that and make another change. You know, it's, it's just about getting started, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and, you know, men get stuck far more than women do. And, and, there's, and there's a biological reason for it. We know that the DNA, we all start our life with, there's so many, those genes come to us on that DNA. And as a male, our role was to hunt the mammoth. And we had to go out and hunt the mammoth. If we didn't come home with the meat and the fur, our family would die. So men will take a task and they'll run it to 98% before they'll think about tossing the towel in. Women, on the other hand, are a heck of a lot smarter. If it gets to 80% and it's not working, women 
will then put it aside and say the family, the nurturing, the caring is too important. We'll look at something else. But men will hammer away at it and hammer away at it to their detriment. It's so true, though. It's uh, it's that uh, Seth Godin's uh, um, concept of cul-de-sac and just knowing when to stop doing the things that are really not going to produce any results in the future and um, and actually just go on another path and go on a different road to actually create more miracles in, in life. Um, John, I, I want to talk to you a little about this because I'm sure you've experienced this in your lifetime. We all have um, and to some extent. Um, you know, we've all gone into a rut um, or, you know, some, uh, you know, I guess some struggles of some sort in our life, you know, whether it be in relationships, whether it be in business or whether it be in our health or lifestyle. And, um, you know, in the deepest parts, you know, of that struggle, we oftentimes is, we just find it the hardest to actually come out of it. What are some of the things or advice that you have given people to actually know how to get unstuck? And what are the steps? Because it's going to be a process. It's obviously not just one thing, you know, it's not all of a sudden a change of mindset and that's it. It's got to be a process of getting that mind geared up for a process of change. What are some of the steps that you can give to our audience to say, you know, if you're in those situation, how do you come out of it? Okay, the first thing, uh, and actually I've got a book uh, that will be out in the next week about it, and it's 13 Keys to Becoming a Miracle Magnet. Cool. Uh, and the, the first is think, talk, and act positively in all circumstances, no matter what. There's always a streak of positivity in everything that happens. The next thing is ask yourself whenever you face a challenge, what would be the best outcome in this situation? And the best outcome may only be a 5%, but it's still a best outcome. Also, find time to sit and put your brains into free wheelie mode. Just let it run free because busy brains sometimes miss miracles. Oh, no, I do some meditation in the morning. That's a great time. When I'm swimming my 40 laps in the pool, I just let my mind go off there and free wheel. And it's amazing what comes to you when you set it free. Yeah, that's such a good point, John. I mean, we've all had that experience, haven't we? When we've had a, you know, had a holiday or just taken a bit of time to ourselves and then all of a sudden, you know, you just, your head just starts filling with ideas and with, you know, new projects and new things you can do and, you know, it's quite an amazing thing. But, John, one of the things you spoke about is is uh, think, talk, and act positively. And, and there will definitely be people sitting or walking or whatever they're doing listening to this podcast thinking, yeah, but, you know, that's just not me. That, that's not the way, you know, I'm wired. You know, I, I tend to be more realistic or I tend to be more, you know, pessimistic or, or whatever it happens to be. And, and people think, well, that's just not me to be positive. You know, what do you say to those people? Get a life. <laughs> Because what I say is get a life. There's a great friend of mine in the National Speakers Association who's a top keynote speaker. And he said the fastest way to get a life, the fastest way to realize there is always something positive is learn to fail faster. <laughs> if something's not going, cut out. As I said, women are super smart. At 80%, they will cut out. I'll just relate something to you. I'll give you a great picture. A, a new website that you and I just launched called StressToStrength.com. And I'll be talking right at the end here about a fantastic three-day workshop we're offering free to people all over the country. And at the National Speakers Association National Convention uh, six weeks ago, I, Judy and I went round and we polled 
all sorts of people there. And we had three names. One was stress relief. That's the highest hit on Google searches, people looking for stress relief. We also asked them about stress management. We also asked them for stress, stress to strength. Women, all but one, said stress to strength. One woman had stress relief who was a very, very stressed woman from South Africa. Who she that's, that's what she needed. But out of the men, all of them said stress management. Hmm. Strange thing is, like, men have got it covered. Woo-hoo, we're going to cover it. I, I can manage this. I can manage this. <laughs> well, of course they can't. But they just put a blanket over it to, to want to dampen it down. Where women, as it said, all but one woman said, stress to strength. That tells me where I'm going from, what I've got to look forward to, what I can create. Now, John, what do you? Where do you think the stress comes from? Do you, I mean, obviously, we we attribute a lot of the stress to the ever changing environment of our society. Um, do you think that there's more to that? Do you think it's um, expectations from uh, society, or is it just expectations from our parents? And how how do we handle stress? Do you think that is important for parents to teach kids how to deal with stress, especially in this in, in this environment? And how would we do that? The first thing is mindset. That. To me, you look at that everything has a positive aspect. You know, it's, it, it, there's a great example here of the psychology lecturer picks up a glass that's half full of water and holds the glass out there. And she says, the, well, what can you tell me about this? And, and people were giving all sorts of answers. And she said, well, Yes, you said the glass is half full. I've got to fill it up. Yes, that's good. No, 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 that's not what I'm looking for. I can hold this glass out here. How long can I hold it there for? The longer I hold my arm outstretched with this glass half full of water, what happens? Does it get lighter or does it get heavier? And one student said, well, if you keep holding it there, it's... Well, you won't be able to hold any longer. You'll drop it. It'll, it'll become too heavy. She said, yeah, the muscle will fatigue. Well, the muscles in my arm will fatigue, and yes, I will drop it. So the longer you hang on to something, the more it fatigues you, the more it takes you down and takes you out. So a lot of people have things that are so – that they're majoring in the minors. And they're majoring in the minors and hanging on to all this stuff that if they just let it go over the top, because there's nothing they're going to be able to do about it. Move on. As I said, get a life where you're looking at, at wonderful things. And if you go with the flow, sometimes at first sight, the miracles we get don't appear the ones we want. So take those. Say, wow. I've got something here. I can work with this. And the next thing that com comes around, I can maybe even get a bit more from. But so many people are sitting back wanting instant gratification. And delayed gratification is the one that gives you a hugely successful life. And, and I see there's a huge move in society to instant gratification. And I believe that that creates a massive amount of stress.
And so, John, um, it sounds from what you're saying like you're obviously thinking that uh, that gratitude is obviously a really important part of that. I mean, how do you recommend people do that? Do you, do you recommend like a gratitude journal, or you know, what's the best way to sort of be grateful for those those smaller miracles as well? Uh, for the last thirty years, at the bottom of my diary, I've got four wins and gratitude items for the day, and before I go to bed, I write down the four things today that my well my wins or I have the greatest gratitude for. Great. The other thing is most days of the week I'll send out at least one card, sometimes more than that to people. And I send a card out, not a letter, not an email, but a card that I write on to thank people for things that they've done to support me in my life to move forward. Because the was- more people you thank, the more people who then will support you. I don't do it for me to support me. I do it because I want to thank them because they've gone out of their way to do something to help me move forward in my life. And those cards weren't full of glitter by any chance, were they, John? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's when people remember. I've had people phone me up and curse me because they can't get off the boardroom floor or it's in their <laughs> keyboard. Or, and I even had my, my – got two webmasters, one I've had for 13 years – and his brother, who's worked for us now for six years, and he said, Lee Tommy, when you get a card from John, never, ever, ever open it over the keyboard. And he said, where did I open it? He said, what a clown I am. You've know? <laughs> the been there, done that. Yeah. Good, good. The, the other thing to add to that is you know, look for little miracles around you. A bird on the wing, the beauty of a rose, the smile of a child. And when you see small miracles like that that already exist, New ones start to arrive. As I said, people are, are, are numb often, and they're not out there on the lookout. The more you're on the lookout, the more things find you. That's a great little exercise to do, John. I mean, just for those people who are really busy and they, they get so stressed, it's one of the exercises I recommend is just taking the time to just look for things, like what you just described. Look for the, look for, you know, just look into a flower, and just appreciate the you know the symmetry of a flower and, and then the miracle of that flower and every single detail within within it and that's what you're asking but by just doing that it slows your mind down and slows your world down to that appreciation exactly what you're describing and then when you what you said was brilliant is that when you observe one miracle another miracle occurs because you actually start to see that miracles are always around you and that's what we in this fast-paced world we often forget we often forget the miracles that are actually happening around us. And we just get so stressed out. And this is what the problem is. I mean, the reason why we're talking about stress and getting out of it is because stress is one of those things that cause most of our illnesses. And if we can find ways in what John has described, so it's simple little exercises to actually get yourself out of stress, there's going to be a massive impact on your, in terms of your health. Lawrence, last year in Australia, stress cost this country $30 billion. Wow. wow, that's amazing. That's crazy. 30 big Bs. And it takes some time. Like maybe instead of people say, oh, I don't have time to meditate for half an hour in the morning, just do a five-minute meditation. And maybe during the day when you're busy and you're, and you're feeling, wow, this, the stress is building, sit in your chair wherever you are, go to another place, lie on your back, do whatever, and spend another five minutes. You may do five or six five-minute meditations during the day and and look at the start of the day to exercise or the end of the day, however your body clock looks at it. 
Now, often I'll exercise at the start of the day and the end of the day, sometimes at the end of the day. Wherever my body clock feels good, I run with it. Set some time aside in your schedule to exercise. You know, the simplest things, walking. That's the easiest thing for, for people to do. Swimming, if, if you like that. Bike riding, gym. But do something that you, you have passion about. Don't, if you force yourself to do some sort of exercise, it'll only last for a short period of time. You have to have a passion about doing it, and then you'll want to do it. it it'll become it's an incentive. But I've got to go and get my exercise now. And, and you, you feel great. I mean, one of the things that we talk about over and over again in these shows is really sort of three main key points is in, if you want wellness in your lives, then you're going to need to have a great mindset. You need to have proper food and you also have to have great exercise programs. And this is what we've been focusing on. And if you notice, if you've been a listener for you know the last sort of 100, 100 episodes of, of, of Wellness Guys is that we kind of rotate those topics over and over again. We invite guests just like John to talk about those topics because we believe that those three pillars are going to be the main sort of uh, instrument that's instrumental to your wellness. So John, thank you so much for your time. I mean, it's been incredible. Your exercises that you've given us is uh, definitely going to help people just to at least slow down their life and to kind of get them out of stress. Now, if you want to find out more information about John's programs or his website, yeah, there's two websites I'm going to guide you to. It's um, First off is expectamiracle.com. And the second one, uh, it will be um, stress2strength.com. Now, John, do you want to talk a little bit about um, what you're doing with Stress to Strength? I'd love to. Uh, it would be before that, in, in uh, by the time this, this goes to air, I will have just published six new You Can Expect a Miracle books. So you can go onto Kindle and see those, go onto Amazon and see them. And there's one called You Can Expect a Miracle, Yes, You Can. Amazing source from people around the world. And that's a free ebook. So if you would nice. like to email me at john at expectamiracle.com, I will send you a PDF and a Kindle version of that for free. Beautiful. Uh, and with Stress to Strength, Judy and I uh, are launching that in May with a three-day free workshop. It's going to be repeated in Brisbane again in July and October, and we're looking for a date late August or early September in Perth. Uh, it's an amazing three days that will be life-changing for anybody who comes to it. It's something that the what you'll be given practically – and Judy's just having a book published that's coming out next week, uh, which is called Stress to Strength, Mind Tools to Calm, Connect, and Create. And there are 36 amazing tools in there in conversations that, again, if you work with those, life-changing. Plus, we have audios and videos, and on the websites, there's free giveaway videos and audios to guide you and help you to change your mindset, remove the excess stress. Like, we have to have stress. If we're not stressed, we don't grow. The timid feeders live in the lagoon. The big fish go out to sea where they've got to fight the currents and work against things. We need stress, but we also want to get rid of the stuff that we don't need. 
Excellent. Well said, John. And for those people listening to the States and Europe, don't worry. I'm sure once uh, John uh, hits these cities in mm-hmm. Australia, he will be coming your way. So as always, guys, join us each week on thewellnesscouch.com. Leave your comments below this particular episode and tell us what you think of John and his tips on creating a better mindset and how to get you know get out of your uh, stuck and struggled and out of the rut. And also, too, make sure you go to iTunes and download each episode and subscribe to us. And more importantly, give us five-star ratings if you think we deserve it because Damien will appreciate it. So uh, until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Couch. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, it's Karen Smith here from Up For A Chat. Guess what? There's another new and exciting event that we're putting together coming your way from myself and the wellness guys. You got it. The four of us are getting together in Melbourne for a one-day intensive event for peak performers. It's called the Wellness Breakthrough, and it's been designed to help you get rid of any excuses and to remove all your limiting beliefs that are stopping you from being your best in your business, your career, in your health, and every context of your life. The Wellness Breakthrough is an interactive day of not just information, but it's real work. You're going to leave with a new lease on life, ready to take your body, your mind, and your soul to a whole new level. We would love to see you there. And best part is, tickets are just $97. Or, here's an invitation. Get in early, because there's a bonus. When you get in early, your tickets are not only reduced to $50, you'll get two for the price of one. You heard me right. Two for the price of one right up until the 1st of June. So don't delay. Go ahead. Book your seats right now at thewellnesscouch.com and click on the events link. I can't wait to see you there.